We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Why can't it be both? <laughs> yeah. First a treat, then a trick, or vice versa. I like my tricks first, then treats. Why, oh. why end on a sour note? Exactly. Yeah. I'm old and mature enough. Yeah. I'll have my trick and my treat. Welcome in. Special. We f***ed up. Okay, here's what happened. <laughs> we have more episodes than we, th- we thought we were going to have. You're expecting to hear a funny, lighthearted episode about Harry Crumb and Fletch, like we told you last week. We laid out the schedule... Um, we thought we had it laid out where the Halloween episode would appear at the end of the series, like we did, or the end of the season, like we did last year. We Instead, didn't. it would drop on like November first, which is yeah, not no, <laughs> no bueno. Yeah, we had to pull that back and readjust our schedule. So we got two episodes left. Next week is Who's Harry Crumb and Fletch, and following the season finale is Batman Forever and Superman Three. Yum. But today, special Halloween report. I ran down to uh, Captain Video and Tanning, grabbed me a couple of video cassettes, a couple of scary <laughs> movies. Nice, couple haunted houses. Yeah, excellent. What are we getting? What'd you uh, get? We got uh, we got House. Yes, it's a Travis movie. It is, <laughs> and uh, Travis D. And I went with the same theme and went with uh, Poltergeist. Oh yes, yes, yes. Two okay. haunted house movies. One good and one not. I could almost go either way. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you, we'll get into it. Um, are we? In, I don't know if it happens. Are we including this episode in the contest of the threes? We are not. Okay, so all bets are off here. Yeah, you don't have to keep score this week. Yeah. Another if bit of you news. Are keeping score at all. If you, yeah, you Falcon and you Brock. <laughs> Why don't we just sign the shit and mail it to him now? <laughs> Save us some time. Um, we are coming to you uh, from our new. And final, Clopex Studios 4.0. <laughs> it's roomier. We're breaking it in. Um, so if, you, if you hear the ceiling fan, uh, and it's a problem, we won't use it going forward. If you hear the... Mini fridge. If the beer fridge, his name <laughs> yeah. is Kevin. Kevin. Um, <laughs> My name's Kevin. I'm, I'm Kevin. I'm full of delicious beer. Uh, and some Newcastles in there, which is not delicious anymore. But, yeah, new digs. Um, breaking things in here, so it's a little odd if it's a little out of kilter with... Same squeaky chair? Same squeaky chair. We'll see how it does in here. There's a little more hard surfaces in here than there was uh, previous, so... I don't think so. It's actually a little little better. You think so? I do. It's just your chair's louder now? There's Kevin. We'll see if we heard him. (laughs) Special Halloween episode, guys. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back to regular programming next week for the final two... Uh, episodes of the season, yeah, yeah, and then uh, we'll have Thanksgiving episode and Christmas episode. It'll be 2020 before you know it. Jeez, wow. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I've got. Uh, Thanks for depressing me. Yeah, <laughs> I need to. I need to watch House now, Nathan. Pop that son of a bitch in the player. You got it. Let's get on with it. I pop some corn. Let's get to it. Happy Halloween, guys. This is a house where no one should live. Woman lived here before you was nuts. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off her. She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Roger Cobb has come here alone. Daddy? 
But no one is ever alone in the house. This house knows everything about you. Leave while you can. No! It has been waiting for him. Hi. Sandy. Can I just like decline the invitation? <laughs> RSVP in the negative. If you've ever watched the trailer to Jaws enough, um, that was the same guy. I don't know his name. I'm sure there. If there's any like he like did big he, film, the one that he peoples, did, he did that was the same. Voice. Oh yeah, he did the one that Jaws. that strikes me the most is Alien Three. Not to bring up Alien Three again, but um, we're gonna do a, a triple feature at some point. It'll be a special episode. That'll be fun. Um, that's the guy. To I, be continued. <laughs> I always remember that guy saying, The bitch is back. The bitch is back. <laughs> Alien 3. Right. And that scene with the thing of the on yeah, her face. And her shaved, <gasps> uh, shaved head, and she's like, Yeah. For the least loved movie in that trilogy, that is the most iconic scene of yeah. that trilogy. It made you go, wait. I think. I will. I want to see this. But wait, Although there's I'm... more. <laughs> it's six-pack double feature. I'm not Nathan. <laughs> and I am not Travis. And, and my wife said, do you still want people to listen to this? Because you, even though you're covering the movie House. <laughs> <laughs> I this said, is... it was my pick. It was, it was a... your pick, which is I... odd as f*** to me. because I, I always wanted to see it. This is what we call the poster here. was iconic in the video store. Oh, in the, so in creepy, the, yeah, it's creepy, and that's the scariest thing about this entire movie. Is there's a few okay things, but initially that was the first thing that kind of around these me out. around these studios. House is what we call a real Travis movie. <laughs> it was a real Travis movie. It is some hot shit garbage. <laughs> so moving on to Poltergeist. <laughs> uh, Here's a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, what are your final thoughts? No, we, I already gave them. We, uh, I don't know about you, Nathan. I love Halloween. As soon as round about, as soon as October hits, late September, first of October, in. I'm 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 on that horror train. Yeah. I mean, I do it I do it year round anyway. But like October, it's a horror movie or something every night. Okay, and uh, so we, you know, we're gonna going forward, we're yeah. gonna do a Halloween episode. Some sort of not necessarily John Carpenter Halloween yeah. Michael Myers, but some sort yeah. Of when, and as you're listening to this, there's still thing. two more episodes left in our season because yep. uh, next month will be the uh, drinking pick six Halloween. No, no, no. Halloween. There's two more episodes in our season before we get to the Thanksgiving and the Christmas episode. With how we released everything oh, and with right. ten episodes this season, we had to wedge Halloween in. Before episodes nine and ten of the ten season or ten episode season of season three, we did trick so, or treat. Yeah, trick or treat. This has nothing to do with any of, of a bit of our contest. Just an it has FYI, nothing to do with your feet or anything good to eat at all. <laughs> Other than it's a Halloween episode. 
Um, yeah, the, the entire reason why I decided to go with this one is because I had never seen it before. In never, ever. Never, ever. Never, huh. ever. I saw the poster and I saw the box is the same thing, the dis- the severed ghoulish hand, hand going ringing in. the doorbell. It's a great poster. It's a great poster. So whoever designed that was like, I'm going to scare the shit out of some people. <laughs> Have they seen the movie? Steve Miner Not said, yet. I'm going to bore the f*** out of them. <laughs> I'm going to make them mad. Maybe entertain them, but probably not. Yeah. Confuse um, them a little bit. Yeah. My first impressions on this, um, I, the first time I saw this, I was 9 or 10, and it did scare the shit out of me. I could get that. I, if I was 9 or 10 and I had seen this, I probably would have been freaked out quite a bit as well. Steve Miner is the guy that did um, my favorite Friday the 13th. He did part three. Right. Um, a couple things about this grabbed me when I first saw it. It's The house is really open. It is what? a giant like Victorian. It, clearly, era. It's, it's in L.A. I think it's I think it's supposed to be Northern California. I think it's supposed to be near Oakland because okay. his neighbor Norm, Norm from Cheers what moved. A horrible miscasting. It was like who's popular at this time? Well, who's popular but not busy this weekend? Well, we got George Went. He's on contract. Norm from Cheers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll bring him in. Well, what he doesn't gonna, have a lot. Is he gonna? Him. What are you gonna have him do? He's, he's not him. not a lot. He may say the funniest line in the movie. That's about it. And Which you heard what? most of it in the trailer. <laughs> heart uh, of gold, though. Heart of yeah, gold. heart of gold. The old lady hanging herself with that weird. It's not a noose. It's like this just weird, just like is it trashy? Not, a not? yeah. Okay. Like it's a flashback oh, it's scene. Not, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That screwed me up, man. Because that's like suicide is not cool. It's it's and it's. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. It, yeah, it's at not. all. I mean, if you want to go that way, go that way. But it just and then it's like it's an old lady. It's like, what? Why are you killing yourself? Can't you just wait? It's the house won. <laughs> it's the house did win. The house did. Win. The house always wins. Right? The house always wins. Um, that really screwed me up. And the the big fat porker when the soap opera. Oh, when he thinks it's his wife or his ex wife yeah, or but his then they separated play that wife. Can Linda Ronstadt song and cheapen it? As a, but as a kid, it didn't. That I, I didn't register. Like this movie yeah. is just really confused as to what it wants to be and what it wants to do and yeah. how it wants to interact with you. It's it's basically Vietnam plus Poltergeist plus Stephen King plus Give me back my son <laughs> plus Give me back my son. Good uh, Mel Gibson impression. Thanks. Of Ransom. I, it would, if it was Mel Gibson impression, accurately, uh. <laughs> I'll stop. What is the plot to this movie? <laughs> William Cat, because uh, <laughs> I don't know what his name is in the movie anymore. Roger Cobb. I don't even know what his name is in the Greatest American Hero, but we'll go. That we'll just go with William Cat. Okay, star from Carrie and the Greatest American Hero. Was he in Carrie? Yeah. We're not going to talk about De Palma because then they'll just give me shit. We don't have uh, that much time. We I don't know. have that much time today. William Cat who has recently hung up the superhero slash alien suit from the greatest American hero, has been willed the house of his recently deceased aunt, who apparently also failed to include the instruction manual on her haunted house. <laughs> Just peel back a layer of onion of, of, of Uncle Trav here. When I was a kid, when I was about nine or ten, I saw this movie around the same time that I saw the Amityville Horror and I was really dense, and I held these movies in equal esteem. I thought this movie was equally as scary as the Amityville <laughs> Horror, starring James Brolin and, and Margot Kidder. 
Lois Lane. Lois Lane. <laughs> I, maybe at some point we'll do the Amityville Horror, the original. Maybe with I wouldn't mind. I don't know. I don't know. That movie scares the shit out of me still. Now, The Exorcist used to scare me, and I just watched it a few weeks ago, and it doesn't scare me anymore. This movie doesn't scare me anymore, for sure. So I'm curious about the Amityville Horror. But it's like I mentioned up top, a, a couple of scenes in this really, really kind of hit me, but I was a kid. Did and they I, hit you in the same way this time around? You're right. No, they're... The old lady hanging herself is still well, disturbing. Yeah, that's creep. Yeah, that's disturbing. But it's, it's and it's and it's done in in sort of they show her putting the noose around her neck and then yeah. and then it cuts to that reverse angle where she you just see her feet. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird and I, I like how the image that he's uh, that he's seeing of her. Don't do it. Don't do it. Or I have to. Like, Roger well, the house won. Yeah. Well, if the house won, why the hell did you will it to me? <laughs> if you're warning me of this house. I never liked you, Roger. <laughs> Here's my house. <laughs> Here's my house. Let your kid go swimming. See what happens. <laughs> your wife is a whore. <laughs> on a fourth rate and soap opera. Is this filmed on the Klopek Street? Is this on the same lot? No. Not even close. Okay. Is it? I don't think. No. uh, If it is, I don't know where. I did not go. I didn't dive that deep to where they were shooting this. All I know it was supposed to be in Northern California because Norm asks what's his name about uh, whether or not he follows the A's, and so I was assuming Oakland. Mm. That was it in regards to California locale. It was, and it makes more sense for a style house like this to be in like the San Francisco, Oakland area than Los Angeles. Did it offend you? Did it offend you that he asked about the A's no. and not the Angels? Nope, not you at all. You guys are an Angels family, right? Yeah, and no, it didn't because it's just a team. And do you why hate, would you not? Do you hate the Athletics? Though? I not like I used to. Okay, not like I used to, but I used but to hate a, the A's little, for a while, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, in the Conseco, oh, yeah. Conseco, Mark McGuire era, late eighties. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah, I did. Anyway, that's <laughs> enough sports talk. Tune into a different podcast if you want a longer conversation. <laughs> my on that. completely you know, like that. You like I drain. I emptied my entire cup. That was my with knowledge Conseco right there. Conseco and Conseco, Mark McGuire, Mark I knew McGuire. They, I knew they were with the and late eighties. <laughs> my cup is now empty. I will be fair. This movie moves. Well, it's ninety minutes. It like moves nine, really quickly. Yeah. It, it moves really quickly from confusing scene to confusing scene. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't dick around. No, it just. Do we have another confusing scene? Yeah, we're we're about to shoot it right now. It's almost like they had two or three different movies, or two movies and like a, a made for TV or a failed pilot. Oh, I have some information on that. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Okay, so okay, guys. Okay, Nathan, I hold off on trivia. We broke we broke format on this one, and Nathan did trivia on a Travis movie, and he did trivia on a Nathan movie. Yeah, yeah. So especially since. And he offered. Yeah. It was Nathan's idea. And I was yeah. like, sweet. Yeah. I'd, I said, yeah. you already kind of touched base on Toby Hooper and oh, uh, the director's episode. On the director's yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. So I said, why don't you do it on this, on Poltergeist? And you're like, really? Okay. That was, dude, that was yeah, so And exciting. then you're like, I'm done. There's no way you can go back now. <laughs> you have to do trivia on house. <laughs> I did. I docked these out in like two days, and I was like, "Halloween episode's done." And, and you said, "Shit, okay." <laughs> like I had a couple free nights, man. No, I I put down here the, one of the first notes. I'm like, it's surprising that you could actually make a movie like this with such a generic title of a film, House. I you know I'm waiting for the sequel called Basement. You, you know? know, there's a sequel, right? There's like several. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. mine was just a joke. So were the because sequels. it's like oh, so how were the generic. Sequels. Yeah, I mean. This just just the the generic title of house. 
Now you search house, you just get was this not Hugh Laurie TV show? You right. know, and now here's your shout out. Really, you really early. have to dig into it to find stuff about right. this movie. You, you took it from me. Uh, that's my recasting of the Lewis. <laughs> I would recast Hugh Laurie as as Roger Cobb. Just make it real weird and meta. Uh, that would be. I'd, I'd watch that. Um, shout out real quick. Early on, Jamie Johnson. Is this not a remake of the Japanese movie Hasu? I don't think it is. Okay, but that's but not. It just had the similar in title because I think the um, the Japanese horror film was about ten years prior to I think. It well, was yeah, like, and it's probably way better. There is very much that possibility. Okay, I didn't um, know if you covered that in trivia or not. Uh, I will. I'll give it this too, man. It tells its story. Um, Did it not open almost like a porno? A d- grocery store delivery boy, like delivering groceries <laughs> at a house. Is that my Metamucil? <laughs> I need I'm that. Real. I'm real backed up. <laughs> that Metamucil keeps me hydrated. I need all that hydration I can get. I need all the fiber For I can get. Certain activities, Billy. <laughs> if you know what I'm know what i'm scatting about no ma'am i don't what are you scatting about? how did they ever find the body the the grocery boy he walks all he, he decides number one to just open the house door he just opens the door walks in da, 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 da. i'm like okay this is like is an opening of a porno and then when he sees the body hanging from the noose and he just bolts gets on his scooter and takes off that's 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 that's, that's it a very generous scooter it was more like <laughs> <laughs> you made it into a Harley. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mrs. I think they named her Hooper, uh, specifically uh, as a nod to Toby Hooper, too, by the way. No her, shit. His aunt was Miss Hooper or something Hooper. And so when he's walking around the house like, Miss huh. Hooper? Huh. Um, Cause this is I'm going to leave your groceries on the table here and you're going to just pay me next week. I'm like, you know how off. It, but I'm going to go on upstairs into the third bedroom on the left. That is the cleanest house I've ever seen. That lady. Old ladies, I, that, old ladies that live in that kind of house. Well, they had nothing not. else to do. They just constantly no, uh, dusting. I, no, in real life, that, that is full of cat shit, cat hair, cat food, empty cat food bags. No. Vomit. Return oh. letters from their grandchildren. Is that a hairball? <laughs> yes, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Got to step over that one. I will, and clearly you've got some stuff coming okay. up in, in trivia or whatever. But this it doesn't Tarantino it by any means, but it tells a lot of its story in flashback, mm-hmm. which is interesting and and kind of it almost works. It almost works. It, it, it almost feels like it's a crutch, like they like because I I was for the huh, thirst for the thirst yeah. for the third for the third thirty minutes for the first thirty minutes I was like, what happened to the kid? Because I was curious. Like, are they going to say, or is it just going to be a mystery? Like, what happened to <laughs> it's almost you know, like the greatest American heroes? Oh, son? Fuck, we got to. He remember. flew <laughs> off with the suit. You know, <laughs> he found it and the instruction manual. See you, Dad. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> so does that house. All right, let's just let's just get to it. What, what do you the, want? To, what do you want me to get the, to? The, it's like the three disjointed stories. Okay, I feel like if we don't just knock this out. Don't tell. We're gonna, all, we're gonna just. Yeah, we're gonna keep coming back to it. Okay. So what's don't don't tell all of your trivia, but what's the three disjointed story thing? The three I, disjointed. Because I said story? I said it's like a Vietnam movie. Okay, and then like a failed pilot or something. Okay, and you said, uh, oh, you've got one second here. Uh, according to Fred Decker, who was one of the either story credits or screenwriters of the film, uh, it was originally inspired by Twilight Zone the movie. It was supposed to be one part of an anthology series. Okay. 
with additional stories written by Ethan Wiley, who was the, I think, the screenwriter of the film, or I'm mixing those two up, but also Steve Miner was supposed to write a story, and Shane Black was also supposed to write a story. Oh, so that's yeah. where you get to Decker be- no. used the idea for this unproduced segment for, as the basis of the film. That's why it feels like there's not enough and the stories are disjointed, because this feels like it should be 30 minutes long. Dude, that would be really cool if you just called it House. Yeah. And, and then, then there's and four was, stories, four rooms. Yeah. 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 I, that's already better. We've already made a better movie. We have. In our head. So Shane Black was clearly the uh, – he was the nom, Vietnam I guess. Influence. He was down in Mexico probably as the script doctor shooting – Predator. predator at the time that this was made wow see that would work it would work so much better. a lot of things would work so it's much kind of weird though right yeah series i just uh, because that explain that explains so much man it i just love felt the, so disjointed did it not i love this movie so much it feels more like now, vietnam is crammed in here yeah it's it's it, well I love he this. needs trauma what is it well he's gonna be a vietnam vet because this is the mid-80s and we're gonna capitalize on that who's oh. gonna be why because he left the buddy behind. Who? Bull from Night Bull Court. Bull from Night Court. Yeah. Is <laughs> anybody else available? No. We well, have Norm, a, Norm yeah. from Cheers. You no know, one's going to buy really? him as a Vietnam vet. <laughs> he was in... <laughs> if, if I have to pick one or the other, it's going to be Bull. Well, you got to take Norm from Cheers and Bull from Night Court. <sighs> They're both NBC shows. They were both on contract. Probably. <laughs> was there a strike during this year? I have no idea. Okay. I really don't know. I've, I've found that a lot of times when there is a weird shit that's a really weird, a weird like shit. This movie, movie that, doesn't like play right. You're like, yeah. When there's a weird shit movie that features two or more actors from a relevant, I'm not a, not a relevant, but a uh, respective networks stable of players. There's been a strike, or yeah. There's um, some stuff where it either goes into production and once writers go on strike, when it goes into production, they can't make changes. Yep. Which means sure that – It feels like it with this movie. Which means if you can't make changes and it doesn't work, the whole movie may not work. And that does happen. And I would think that maybe this would have been the case. But not – of my research, this was not a victim of okay. poor screenwriting because <laughs> – because of a strike, it was just victim of poor screenwriting because it's not a good movie. <laughs> but as a, I love this movie so much more now because it's a failed anthology. Okay, okay, I feel so much better about this now. Okay, so apart from, <laughs> well, let me just hit. I'll just hit the other things on trivia because there's not a ton. We're gonna do trivia. Okay, right now? We'll okay. do trivia and then we'll go back okay. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, number one, Kane Hodder was involved with this movie. He was the stunt coordinator. I almost felt like he might have been the guy that was wearing the skeletal mask of the – or the skeletal – Tell everybody real quick. If you don't know who Kane Hodder is, he is most known for being the best Jason. Yes. He was uh, – I'm going to get this wrong, but he was Jason in oh, – Like six through nine or seven through ten or something like that. Six through the end of the original series. He was – Was he in space too? No, he was not, okay. in, he was not in Jason X. He was uh, – he was the last, I believe, uh, last Jason Voorhees. He he had a dual role in Jason Goes to Hell. He played Jason and he played a security guard. Uh, that I think I believe he was the one that called Jason a big old pussy. <laughs> and then, and but the only one that could probably do that. Um, great stuntman, great human being. There's a great documentary about him called I believe To Hell and Back, where he talks about his life as a. Talks about his life. Talks about being bullied. Talks about being a stunt coordinator. Talks about right. the job that he got burnt. 
if you can't tell, I fucking really love Kane Hodder. Please tell us more. Nope. I oh, okay. I'm done. Tell you more. Anyway, Kane Hodder involved. Yeah. So that that was the stunt coordinator, and it makes sense considering the by '86 and he was Friday, he was Jason. Yeah, yeah, he was. yeah, he was involved yeah. with that with Steve Miner and all that. Uh, the original screenplay. Uh, by Fred Decker was a, a transitional horror film with no humor at all. The humor was added by the additional writer uh, when he came in to rewrite the script. Ironically, they made a shitty comedy with no horror at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Casting alternatives. Oh, sweet. Glenn Close and Sigourney Weaver were considered for the female lead, as as, as in the separated wife soap opera actors. Yeah, I'll bet they were considered. So by like, the, they were considered serious? by the company, but they looked at the script. Are you and serious? Went, Fuck you! I'm Glenn Close, I'm, and I'm doing. I'm Sigourney Weaver, and I'm doing Aliens. I'm right doing. Now. I'm about to do. God damn. Yeah. I mean, I good, good for them for considering those two, but all right. Um, Dennis Franz was auditioned uh, auditioned <laughs> for the role of Chet Parker, who's the real estate agent, as okay. well. Okay. And so, but that's it on casting. <laughs> Nobody else, huh? Uh, no, not that I could find. Wow. Uh, the war demon that comes out of the door, that giant thing, mm. was an elaborate puppet measuring 18 feet long and then required 15 people to operate it. Good God. Uh, this was regarded as a transitional film by director C- Steve Miner, who was known mostly for horror. Uh, up to until that time, uh, this movie, while staying within the bankable genre of horror, gave him an opportunity to branch out into comedy as well, which helped him springboard successfully into other genres and future projects. The money, the, the money, the movie did make some money. Really? Get, yeah, but it didn't make a ton of money. It cost like three million and made like twenty, Four. twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, it made wow. Yeah, it almost tripled its. Well, it may have been tripled. in a theater for a year to make. I don't know. Man. <laughs> Because uh, it's really bad. Yeah. The for sale sign at the beginning of the movie has the name uh, Craven Realty. I saw that. Which is obviously most likely a nod to Wes Craven. Sure. <clears throat> Aunt Elizabeth, played by Susan French in the movie, is referred to as Mrs. Hooper, a nod to Toby Hooper. And then the movie's poster featured the disembodied hand ringing a doorbell, and this does not occur in the actual film. At that all. was one of the Never. bits of the trivia in there yeah that would have been a cool shot that would have it would have been interesting uh one of the weird things that like before he's moved into this house he kind of knows maybe his aunt's died i can't remember he's had the conversation with his like book editor after his last signing and he's like who are these people your fans well you do book signings are you how stupid are you and then has this long conversation on the street where the camera, like the camera crew, is across the street tracking them down. Like, okay, we're going to need to do ADR with this shot. They're in Whittier. Yeah, they kind of felt that way. Uh, but when he goes home and he uh, he throws a frozen dinner, like a Stouffer's frozen meal, into his uh, microwave and he sets it for thirty minutes. <laughs> I saw that. I remember seeing. It. Okay, I was wondering if you noticed that or not. Good God, man! You're not going to want to eat that in thirty minutes. You're not going to want to eat that even in, in 1986. <laughs> I'm just saying, 86. They may not have been as powerful as they are now, but thirty minutes was way too long <laughs> for you know a hungry man. You know, thirty minutes yes. is maybe a toaster oven or a regular oven, <laughs> but Very, not a yeah, microwave. Yeah, a toaster oven or regular oven for sure. Uh, one other thing. Do you think the harpoon harpoon gun in the shack when he's talking to the real estate agent was a nod to? Yes, I do. Because believe it or not, in all of the trivia that I read, it did not actually specify that, and I figured I'd be it curious. had to have been a nod for Miner and 
Friday the Thirteenth. Friday three D. I'm I'm curious if Steve Miner does that in other things, in other horror for sure. I don't know. I, Maybe I, I've not. If I've seen other Steve Miner films, I'm not consciously aware of it. Right. But yes, it was for me. I I, I did do a bit of reading on this just because I I really like this movie. It's bad, and I hate this movie, right. but I also really like this movie. So I did do a bit of reading, and I knew it was Steve Miner, and it really feels like a uh, companion piece to Friday the 13th Part 3. Okay. Just in just in the goofiness. and Right. The, which, it, the only thing that makes it not better, the only thing that makes it kind of different from Friday the 13th Part 3 is... There's no Jason. There's no Jason, and the story is a little more... Followable. <laughs> There's more of a narrative. There's more of a than narrative. A Friday the Thirteenth by three, absolutely. Yeah, it's less cartoonish, but it's still right. it's still really in. It's like it's in the same. You know how like when you go to a baseball game, and during like the third or seventh inning, they'll take an extra long break, and they'll do some dumb goofy shit. Like yep, spin the bat and then run down the field, and then it's there's the mascot race. Yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. His universe is the baseball field, and the actual game is Friday 3. And his film is the and this, mascot race. And House is the mascot race. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a big departure because you said it, it springboarded him, and I was like, springboarded? Really? This is not that different. Well, so it's more Friday like trapdoored him. <laughs> Backdoored him, yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that kind of bothered me with this, I'm like, how much time are we going to waste watching Roger? Roger's his name now. I wrote that down. Roger Cobb. Yeah, yeah Roger Cobb. Uh, walking up the staircase while looking inquisitive. Because that happens like three or four times where he hears something and he's very like, what was that? And then it takes three minutes for him to walk up the stairs. How much money do you think he spent at like service merchandise or <laughs> the Whittier Best Buy when he bought all that video equipment to film, oh, I wrote that down. I'm door. like, he must have spent like twenty grand on video easily. easily. In 1986, 1985, I think I put down like forty thousand dollars when I wrote it down. I was joking, but it was still like Probably how not much far money? Off, man. No, in 1985, 1986, that type of equipment was not cheap. He had all not different, cheap. and he had like kinds. five different cameras, uh, camcorders, and two or three different cameras. Like, and all really? different kinds of lights and rigging and stuff for like stop motion and motion capture and all that shit. Yeah, was, yeah, that was that was a I wonder, credit card purchase at Circuit City. He's still paying off right now. Circuit City. <laughs> it's ten percent financing if you buy right now. All right, so is that all your trivia? That was all my trivia. Was cut back to what doesn't work. <laughs> Can I go first? Because I'll bet sure. you've got a laundry. List. No, I don't. I have one, two, three, four things. Okay. I tried not to be. Mine's a like a paragraph. Okay. William Cat is kind of a chode. <laughs> He's uh, describe what a chode is for the listeners. I believe you... it's called the taint, the perineum. It's the flesh bridge taint, between the butthole taint, and the balls. taint your asshole, taint your equipment. It's the area between the fun parts, <laughs> which is his performance. <laughs> And that's House, because there's no better way to sum that fucking movie up than what Nathan just said. Um, <laughs> they really struggle with trying to blend the comedy and the horror in the Vietnam aspect, which I, we've... Well, that's what up. I put right here. That's two notes right it's, there. It's, the comedy isn't too, funny, and the, it, the horror it's farcical, isn't scary. and the horror isn't scary. That's one and two for me. Yeah. The comedy's not funny, the horror's not scary, the Vietnam is not engaging. And that's it. The Vietnam flashbacks are garbage. Yeah. They're shooting on a back lot with... with uh, third-rate actors 
who are all in their 30s or high or, or older in age. Everybody in Vietnam outside of like the officers were like 18 to 20. Right. And so everybody Drafties. there, I'm like, thank you for your service, by the way. Yeah. But please don't portray them as 35 year olds in your flashback from 20 years from 86 to even if it's 71. I don't care. It's you're too old. They really are. Honestly, I think this might be a horror movie for kids. Kind of. Yeah. I think, I think it is because I, as the more we sit here and talk about it. Because there's not a lot of language in the movie. I know that much. It's scared to shit. There's out more language in, in our, this episode than there is probably in. Oh, we, we've. Yeah. <laughs> word, word count is off the charts <laughs> thus far compared to the movie. I don't know if it's a nostalgia trip why I still like it because it's not it's not easy to watch. It's not necessarily enjoyable to watch. But I'll wa- I'll, I'll, but I'll watch it anyway. I'll watch it, you know, every couple three years, you know, just because it's 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 another. We've said it before in the uh, Friday the Thirteenth episode, and which is odd because it's a Steve Miner movie. But cheesy horror is like pro wrestling, like you know yeah. it's fake and you know it's over the top, but you, you're still kind of there, like okay, I I need you to go ahead. My disbelief is wildly. Set, set wildly high, and I need you to supersede that. And sometimes this movie does. Like, the, the scene where the marlin is screaming and flipping, like, that's disturbing. Yeah. I was expecting it to break out into, like... But then he bl- he shoots it with a shotgun and then throws a towel over it, and that's that that, sh- that silences it? I don't yeah. know. It's... Yeah. It's there a lot are, of, like, oh, elements. okay, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Ah, there that, are elements that work because it makes you think, did he kill his wife? Or did he kill that a demon? A- that was a good play. That was a good play on it. That was engaging. Yeah. But you're like, oh, shit. He just took a shotgun. That's good, that's good farce. Until like he's gonna you realize that this guy is a Vietnam caught. vet and he calls everything a gun. <laughs> Do you have a favorite line or favorite scene? Uh, we heard most of it in the trailer, but I'll, <laughs> I'll read through it. It says, hey, it's great to have a new neighbor. A woman lived here before, before you was nuts. Biggest bitch under the sun. Just a senile old hag, really. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and offed her. You know what I mean? That was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Just a, a saint, really. And such a beautiful woman for her age. <laughs> that was my favorite line. You didn't hear it all, because you're definitely not going to hear bitch in 85 or 86 as a trailer. Probably won't trailer. even hear it now. Maybe not now. Although now it's really hard to tell, because you get so many Red Band trailers and everything that just drops into YouTube. Who actually really pays attention to the trailers when you go to a movie now in the theater. I don't yeah, I don't go to the theater. Yeah, but that was my favorite line. Worst worst line is when you run into Bull and he's a he's his name his name in the movie is Big Ben, which number 1 already is a failure just because it's stupid. <laughs> uh but he was listed as Skeletal Big Ben. <laughs> when I was trying to make sure I got it right and he's like, "Damn, come back from the grave and I ran out of ammunition." You got the idea. Thank you for telling us now, too. I don't. Yeah, that's dumb. But I don't. I thought it was like I said. I, I think in the context can- of this movie, I think that's. that's you think that works yeah, for it's, the because it's, it's stupid. Stupid cartoon line. I don't have a favorite line or favorite scene. I don't have a worst line. This movie is full of worst lines. <laughs> um, the makeup effects are pretty cool. Yeah, some of the visual effects are cool, and I really appreciate those. The um, the floating. Um, like Amish hand tools when he's, yeah. out, when he's out in the, uh, the upside down. Do you call it a garage in California? What do you call it? A wheelhouse, I, carriage house, gr- servants' quarters, <laughs> whatever y'all call it out there. It's where our slaves live. <laughs> Jeez, 
California was no. What are you What are you talking about? The shed or the garage? Yeah, was that in the shed? And then or like, was it? It was like, like a, a standalone garage. But yeah, I would, like I would have called. I would have called it a garage. There's an axe and a pitchfork. Oh, and a sickle when all of the tools come after they're floating. Yeah, yeah that was pretty. That's cool. badass. Yeah, that's bad. They don't look doctored. They look because they. I think they're, well, they're done in camera. Yeah, they're probably suspended on look fishing line or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever Quint used to. And I like how they played it into killing the demon later. Yep. That yeah. was a nice little callback. That was a nice callback. Um, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Song. Something, something that I, I put down here, uh, that maybe moving forward with Halloween movies, we're, we're, is there a was there a scary or scariest or most disturbing or frightening scene? Ooh. Obviously, with this one, that may not necessarily bring anything to mind in this or was there something when you were a kid you're like that other than the hanging was there anything the else hanging that, the marlin okay those and, bothered you more than the giant ghoulie thing out of the door yeah because okay a, giant ghoulie things out of the door don't exist okay so but, it was realistic but little old ladies the, okay. little old ladies kill and marlins are real yeah yeah and sometimes you know farm implements will kill you true um when I put that down under favorite scene, I'm like, before we really discussed that, I was like, the last 15 minutes are considerably better than the first 75. <laughs> but altogether, there's nothing, they really nothing are. really stood out as like, this is great. It's just, there was a really good pacing in that last 15 minutes. It's kind of creepy. Like when he, when he takes a rope and lowers himself down into the upside down or supernatural world before he hits anything. It's kind of dumb with the things that are flying around and he grabs the shotgun from him and tries to shoot him and everything and shoots the rope and falls down. But it's a altogether, bit. it's kind of that's that was kind of disturbing. That, yeah. It's, that it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, I'm with, it's it's um, it had elements like when the things grab him out like tentacles it's very and akin hands. to and I'm I guess you you didn't find it because it's not you didn't cover it in trivia, but it's very akin to the uh, uh, second Evil Dead movie. Because that the humor, but it's dark, but it's supernatural dark, and it's this weird. There's elements, and I wondered if they didn't try to pull. From, well, this was before two. This was came, it before Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two came out in '87. Okay, so okay, well, yeah, I don't think Sam Raimi borrowed from this. <laughs> no, he's probably had enough nightmares if you've seen his his movies. But there, the, but I, I felt a similarity. Which uh, I, I think can see if that. we get into my recasting. Um, Apart from, yep, I've got it right here. Apart from Hugh Laurie, which is funny, I have Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell would have played this way better. I I agree. Um, For the neighbor, <laughs> so I have okay. <laughs> did you do a full? I did. Or did you do a couple? So I did Roger, I did Harold, and I did Ben. So for Roger Cobb, uh, I did Bruce. Uh, apart Bruce from, Campbell. Apart, apart from Hugh Laurie, to be funny, I did Bruce okay. Campbell. Because, and I really mean Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell would have been. Even 1985, Bruce Campbell would have made this movie. Better. No, I, I agree. Yeah, neighbor, played by Norm from Cheers, uh, fat Chris Pratt, <laughs> like Parks and Rec. Like Parks and Rec mm-hmm. first couple of seasons. Yep. Yeah, okay. And just because I needed a third one to round it out for Big Ben, Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val Kilmer now. Now. Val, or Top Gun. Val Kilmer like Iceman. Night. 1997. The Saint. The Saint. Okay. The Saint Val Kilmer. All right. That's my read. We are skipping all around in this. But it's, right. a, it's a trick or treat. It's a, it's all a surprise. 
If you had a magic wand. I would reshoot all the Vietnam flashbacks so they don't look like they're on a set with a bunch of 40-year-olds in army fatigues. <laughs> I think that bothered me more than the fact that it wasn't funny nor was it scary. I think what really bothered me is it felt like they were capitalizing on war trauma and PTSD mm. and the flashbacks are just like, I'm going to sit down and look contemplative while I sit in front of my giant – Commodore 64 to and word processor. To Do talk. you want to write a novel? <laughs> I would, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I would make it take place on Mayfield Place in Hinkley Hills. <laughs> you know, just down the street from Mr. and Mrs. Peterson. And Mr. Rumsfield. <laughs> and Mr. Rumsfield and that new family that moved into the Knapps house. Across the street from the Butlers. Yes. It would be a Burbs prequel. Or sequel. No tan lines. Or side story. <laughs> I would make it in the. I would make it in the universe of the Burbs. Okay, I, before I, or after the events of the that Burbs. would be kind of funny. That would be. I, I'd be more interested make in it watching in it again. Make it in a series. Make it like like again like an anthology like yeah. we talked about. Let Joe Dante direct this. Same movie, same story. Let Joe Dante direct it and put his touch on it. He would cut out a lot of what doesn't work. He would make what doesn't work work because he's Joe Dante. Yeah, and it would be a Burbs. That would type thing. He, he like would know what would be funny and what would be scary. You ever seen Gremlins? Because that's it has freaky, scary elements, and it's got fun humor. You know, it's like it it rides that balance, like that balance yeah. of funny and horror at the same time. Yeah, that would that would have been better, a better choice. You can, really can fix any bad movie by making it <laughs> like giving like, it to Joe Dante. Like giving it to Joe Dante, <laughs> at least in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least any movie that I like, yeah. this doesn't work. So I did... You did a recasting. I already did the recasting. Do you have a recasting? <laughs> I said, if you could recast this lead, who would you pick to star in this film? I said, going in the same 80s television era, I would recast it with Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> if you wanted to go for light horror, core, like light-hearted horror comedy, I'd rather watch MacGyver in the same scenario and see how he deals with the house demon... I'm pretty sure it wouldn't involve any guns, but I think he's, you know, he'd come up with some elaborate traps and, uh, wait a second. I'm just recasting it with MacGyver rather than Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> what was, what was the question again? <laughs> I was about to stop you. <laughs> and then you realize you, you stopped. Yourself. Uh, you stopped yeah, yourself. no, I, although I'm pretty sure that, um, MacGyver would have been a conscientious objector. Object was that the yeah, was, he would not have been in Vietnam. That was the deal to MacGyver, right? He, was he would have moved up to Canada if he had been drafted. I'm pretty sure he didn't use weapons. He didn't right? use guns. He was he was not a fan of violence or war. I believe at all. Okay, or like you're ever a fan, but yeah, yeah, well, whether you're pro or jury's out anti. on that. But I'm yeah, yeah. Can you recommend a similar or equal? I had two different recommendations. Right, you go first because I have. I said I have we, a few, but I have several. We kind of touched on it, and I said I have two. I said if you want a good horror comedy, I would recommend Evil Dead Two. Mm. Yep, I jump have, up okay. a year. Yeah, that's, that's mine. It's still kind of it's two. it's kind of frightening, but it's considerably funnier. Much because uh, it's all tongue in cheek. You know, it's incredibly it has incredibly inventive camera work. Sam Raimi is just on because it's, it's like, Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah, he is on point in that movie, um, but. You know, we've talked about it before, but if you want a good movie that deals with the trauma and horrors of Vietnam War, I'd recommend Jacob's Ladder. God damn it, Nathan. Are we both the same? Did we recommend both those? I have Evil Dead 2, The Burbs, Jacob's Ladder, and then I've got one other. (laughs) Jacob's. I've got got one other. 
Well, which I'll, you, I know you won't listen to this one, so you keep going. Okay, but, no, no, that's it. I'm like, that movie is truly haunting, but it's really good. Jacob's Ladder? Yeah. Jacob's Ladder is an amazing movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, I'm sorry, we just at least kind We're of We're not going to spoil it, it, but it's... We're not spoiling it, but there is a... Oh, man. Yeah. I have Evil Dead 2, which we've already covered. I have The Burbs, which we've already covered. Um, Jacob's Ladder, because if you really want, like you said, if you want a good... How is this affecting I've never, the, I've the never, psyche of the of the American conscious with correct? With, I've, I'm not a vet. I'm not war. a vet. I don't have anything yeah. that comes close to take to being a vet. So I, I I can't speak to that. But I saw Jacob's Ladder like 20 years ago, and I still don't want to watch it again. It's freaky. It's freaky, and it's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Like that's how much of a mark it made. That so should have been that. Our, just means that we're going to cover it at some point. Probably yeah. <laughs> we should do Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, um, and read Visit House. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> The no. fourth one that I have on my list is a movie called XX. It is a horror anthology series that came out in 2017 on uh, it was on Netflix. Um, a lot of female directors. XX. There's two X's. There were, I believe. I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Okay. It's really good. There's okay. a, um, uh, what is her name? She was, I believe, the crazy downstairs neighbor in Two and a Half Men. Yeah, you're still not going to get me to pull it from that. But her, you know her, right? Nope, sure don't. Okay, well, she was in one. <laughs> there's, so it's like a four or five part anthology series. All right. Or four or five part anthology movie um, that um, I believe it was all female directors. Oh, okay. So it wasn't necessarily horror from a female perspective. Some of them were, but there was, I believe there was one. Oh, I know what it was. It was called The Party. There was an episode, and it's her. I can't remember her name. She was in Two and a Half Men. So House is a lot of farce. It's like the the fat. I almost said House is a lot of farts. It is a lot of farts. House is a fart of a movie. (laughs) Um, But this segment called The Party was her husband is dead, and she's trying to conceal it from all the party goers by putting him in a bear costume. I believe it's a bear costume. And eventually, like any good farce. It's like Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. (laughs) But engaging and entertaining and kind of. Ah, it's so good. It's so XX. Those are my similar or equal twos. Um, Does I, this piece of shit? Here's a nice piece of shit. Still hold up. This film falls flat, and while it may have been a moderate success at the box office, we talked about that before. Um, it really doesn't know how to find the right balance. Nope. Like Evil Dead or an American Werewolf in London, or even like Shaun of the Dead. If you're going to go with scary horror, those are what I would recommend. They're like, I want something that's kind of scary, but I want something that's going to be kind of funny and kind of thought provoking. We'll go with these, go in this direction. Right, right. And this doesn't, there's no real, there's, there's no real stakes in this no, movie. No, there's no real stakes. And, Sean's mom died. And all he has Sean. to do is leave the house. <laughs> yes. It's a weird vengeance story where the guy that he let die in Vietnam came back through the house and kidnapped his son. That's, but, but how? But through why, the though? pool and the mirrors. And the under and the upside down. Oh, okay, yeah, it's just a weird. But vengeance. why though? Because because Rob because uh, Cobb caused it to happen. Cobb zombie. Cobb zombie caused it to happen. It's a lame revenge movie when you boil Which everything. They, they down. don't wedge in until the third act. Yeah, you're like, oh, you find out, oh, he let this guy die in Vietnam, but now he's going to come back as a skeleton and kidnap his son and make him a POW until he can rescue him. It just it just seemed it's, yeah. it seemed wed, weird like everything was kind of wedged in, but 
I can't imagine anything pulling me back to watch this movie again unless Ever? you know unless it's the tentacles coming out of the medicine cabinet. Ever. Okay. No, not really. I think it's one and done. It was really annoying too because I found it on Amazon Prime and it was free to watch. I'm like, perfect. I don't have to buy it or rent it or anything. And the audio was not synced properly. Oh no. And like it's you know how when the voices and the action start to pull apart every 20 30 minutes if you've ever run into that with a streaming movie it only happens every once in a while it happened with this about four or five times i had to stop it and restart what we get to resync it is and it was like ugh. the the audio is synced with the mouth movements but the volume is so goddamn low that we this one i did have to go up and down quite a bit it was oh, like God. the lows were really low and then high whoa I'm like now i got to turn it down. Lisa's trying to sleep because he really doesn't want to revisit this movie at all. Normalize that shit. Compress it. <laughs> For being <laughs> a real Travis movie, this is still pretty hard to watch. <laughs> Just because they don't make their mind up, you know? And they try to cram in too many ideas that they can't themselves keep them straight. No. It's it's like 30 to 45 minutes of a story idea stretched over 90 minutes. Yeah. There's too, th- yeah. too many uh, – <laughs> I have too many some parts. I'm not sure what – I think – I think of my. Uh, I think my U looks like an O, so it says "som" instead of "some." Too the many some of the parts. Yeah, too many some parts. That, and the payoff and is yeah. Miss Q. Yeah, the payoff is. It almost ends like a TV show. You know, it's like they're a freeze frame and then they fade <laughs> out when he's looking back. Like I beat the house. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah, I was expecting end credits to pop up right there, pop back and forth, and then we're on to our next you know TV show. It's it has. Like it has a TV movie vibe going with it. It's it's a failed pilot. It yeah. feels like a failed pilot. Yeah. Here everything is like buttoned right back up. Buttoned right up, right back up, and he's done. And that's that's why it felt such like an end of an episode of a TV show when he just kind of looks back and it freeze frames and then fades out. I'm like, that's such a TV ending. So episodic. Yeah, it's not very good. It's no. it's not. But even for a B movie, for a Travis movie, it's subpar. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't come. I probably once every every five to ten years, I'll, I'll watch this. Just, it's amazing when you go back and start picking apart movies that you watch a lot, and you have to have more of a critical eye and want to talk about it. And then I did go, it with The Exorcist. Just like yeah. I think it was last week, I finally got Jamie to watch like, the Exorcist. Damn, this movie is long. I, was it last week or several? It was weeks a couple. Ago? It was a couple weeks ago. Did we talk about it already? For this, we may have, but but it was the same thing. I, I it didn't, sometimes. They don't hold up. Sometimes dead is better. Don't adjust the television set. Your reception's fine, but in their new suburban home, the Freeling family has tuned into something beyond our world. Poltergeist. You'll never look at your television set the same way again. Poltergeist, a Steven Spielberg production, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you, check newspapers. Do you uh, do you believe in the <laughs> poltergeist curse? Poltergeist curse. I do now. <laughs> so we definitely did not talk about this for twenty five minutes in an alternate universe recording of this episode, <laughs> where I just all of a sudden looked down and went, "Hey, computer's not rolling. It's just locked. Don't know where it stopped. Don't know where it started. Oh, I'm sure it auto saved. Didn't it? Didn't auto save." So at least we know that we're not repeating ourselves when we repeat ourselves. We're, yeah, we're repeating ourselves, but you're not going to hear us repeat ourselves. So what we'll sound like is we'll try to sound like this is amazing, thought-provoking, and not, hey, didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, we What did. I found 
what I found in the last three years of doing this is every time this happens, we get really fucking jaded about this half of the episode, <laughs> and our energy gets negative. <laughs> This part of the episode won't be fun. So, in order to negate that, mm-hmm. we're gonna plow through this. Fucker. <laughs> I'm getting another beer. Okay. <laughs> so, where do we restart? Unless you want to do it out of order. So, what beer are you drinking today? Budweiser. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> the magic is gone. <laughs> the magic is. I was gonna do a half and half. Because it felt like this movie was directed half by Spielberg and half by Toby Hooper. And we, we talked about that earlier. And I feel like you and I really covered that. So okay, I'll go with this. Magic Wand. You know what I would do? I would make this uh, take place in the same neighborhood as E.T. But also 1,500 miles west of the Chainsaw Massacre. House. So in Texas? No, it would, it would take place in the same neighborhood as E.T. in California. Okay. But the same country... As Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. So it would take. Place I misunderstood in, that. It would the take, first time you said it that you, no one heard. The, the 20, I, 20 yeah. minutes, 30 minutes ago? Yeah. yeah. Um, it would take place in the same universe as Chainsaw Massacre and E.T. Okay. It, but in the same neighborhood as E.T., but. Well, that was something that I had always. It always felt it always it came out the same year within like released within like a week or two of each other. The neighborhood always looked like it was in the same. Like you got to think that like the housing market just plummeted when because, when it came of because of movie. ET and Poltergeist in this. Don't neighborhood. move there. Yeah, don't move there either. You the got government, the government and ghosts. And ghosts. <laughs> well, you touched on it at one point that no one has heard. You know what? What, that what no one has heard. Do you know what really chaps my ass about it is that you, just when you kind of stopped making fun of my computer, it does this shit. <laughs> And I just bought you another fucking year of making fun of my fifty dollar you know, refurbished laptop. I should have said something earlier. Maybe it would. Would you always go save it? I'm like save it, save it. I didn't I do it this time. It. I can save it. You come down and chum some of this shit. <laughs> and then here we go. The fucking poltergeist curse. Zaps are shit. You know it. So I don't. I was starting to feel bad about making fun of you for your De Palma love fest, but it didn't freeze up then, did it? No. It's the poltergeist curse, man. I yeah. love it. I'm I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm yeah. embracing it. I well, love speaking it. of poltergeist curse, do you know about the poltergeist curse? Do you know about the poltergeist curse? I do. Do you have is this some trivia? Um, is this some travia or trivia? I don't know that I have it. Or in... sweet trav. Yeah, Travis. Sweet trav. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily have it in trivia. I put some information down because I didn't know if you were going to have it. Go for it. No, let's have it. Go for it. I just... I, I did not... I, if I have it, I didn't... people that are unaware... I didn't go into that much detail about it. I didn't go into a huge detail, but I do know if anybody who has seen Poltergeist and has read a little bit about the potential curse of cast members from the first three films, although in all honesty, I've seen the first many times. I've seen the second once i think that's it i don't think i've seen the third i've not seen much of anything else but uh the rumored cursed attached to the trilogy is that it's crew and then at least four cast members have died since making these movies the two of them were in i think the second film uh, and I think they had both been diagnosed with some type of illness or cancer, mm-hmm. so it was not really a curse. The, the, their head didn't just explode but on the, a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Poltergeist curse. Oh, I got a hangnail. Poltergeist, Poltergeist curse. curse. 
My tire's flat. Poltergeist cursed. Uh, you're cursed. The two uh, actresses that were in the first film and, um, well, really, the older daughter that was only in one. <laughs> There's a reason she was only in the first one. Yeah, because her her uh, boyfriend. boyfriend had strangled her to death or strangled her to the point of putting her in a coma, which she eventually did not come out of. Correct. And so he was uh, – that was uh, Dominique Dunn. And she died on November 4th of 82 at the age of 22. Oh, man. And her boyfriend, uh, John Thomas Sweeney, he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and sentenced to six years and was paroled after three. Six years. He killed a human being. Uh, well, he got he got close. To, he got 90% done. <laughs> so I guess when you only kill them up to 90%, you get paroled after three years of man. six. But yeah. I you you pretty much I'm gonna kill this person. Well, I uh, yeah, no, you know what? I don't want to. Okay, well, well good. Just, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, kill good. Them. I didn't kill them, but I kind of put them in the stasis that they ended up dying from. God, what a piece yeah, of shit. It's horrible. But uh, and then apparently Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, was in all three of the first three Poltergeist films. I don't know if there's a four. There's a remake. <laughs> I know there's a remake, but I don't know if there's a four. I just know there's a one, two, and three. Part three was 1988. Um, And she died on February 1st of 1988 at the age of 12 due to a complications from acute bowel obstruction. Swallow too much chewing gum? I hope not. Isn't that like the most They thought that it may have been uh, complications from Crohn's disease, but they didn't know it was Crohn's disease first. Now I feel bad. I was making a swallowing chewing gum. Willy Wonka. (laughs) Fart bubble joke. That's where I was headed with that. So and then she had just, Crohn's disease. I sailed right past it with my uh, with, your, angst. with your cold hard fact, and now I feel like a piece of garbage. <laughs> or a chewed up piece of bubble gum. I manslaughtered that joke. Don't worry, I'll get off in three years for that one. <laughs> the, the computer will shut down in three minutes. You probably should save it. <laughs> I hate you. When I was a kid, I thought this movie was scarier than it is. Right. It looked it looked scarier. The the packaging. I always thought. I think we said that. I say that. I think we said that before. We did say but, that before. But I'm trying packaging... to make it. I'm trying to make it new to you so that your reaction is somewhat genuine <laughs> and not manufactured. Hey, why don't you come right in so there's no manufacturing? Come in with the milk. The uh, cover had. It looked like she would fall into the TV. Okay, kind of like the opposite of what movie was that where somebody fell into the TV? No, I don't know if it's fell into the TV, but I was thinking the opposite of the ring where it came out mm. of the TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which that sounds I, Japanese horror. <laughs> I feel like the ring probably copped that from this. It may have. Maybe. I don't know. Um, you know what the best part about this computer fuck up is? Is that we don't have to talk about that well-worn path of who directed this, Toby Hooper or Steven Spielberg. We they already, both directed We already it. talked about it. And it was a 50-50. It was a 50-50. Um, and we don't have to say it anymore. And so we can just talk about whatever we want to talk about now. <laughs> Remember when they tried to flush the dead bird? They tried to flush the dead bird? Yeah. No. You, you don't flush a dead bird. You know what you do with it? You stuff it like Norman Bates. You make taxidermy out of it. Oh. Norman Bates in Psycho 3? Psycho 2 or Psycho 3 is when he's he's stuffing dead birds. They, and they did not try. See, now you don't flush a dead marlin. Well, that's what threw me off when you said that they they were going to flush the bird. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, they were going to. They did not because it ends up coming back out of the ground when they're digging for the pool. Correct. Carol Ann caught them yeah. before they flushed it and wanted to bury it. Um, normally, I would it's say. It's the right thing to do. It is. It's, and then she wanted a goldfish. Do you think that the ghost of that bird also haunted the house? No. Why? Why would it? 
what died in the house on that hollowed ground. Yeah, maybe it did. Did it show back up? Well, how do we know? Like in, maybe that's in the- dead to me. <laughs> Netflix show? Maybe maybe the ghost, the main ghost that's uh, haunting the house, bothering everybody, maybe it's the ghost of that bird. We don't that know. That bird is fucking pissed. Did you see what it did? They tried to flush it down the fucking just, toilet, man. Well, it just, Wouldn't it, you be? I would be mad if someone tried to flush me down the toilet. Exactly. And mad enough that you would, like, suck a child into the television closet world? <laughs> Fart her out through the pink ectoplasm ceiling of the living room living room screen tv if you could recast this who would you recast it with we're skipping <laughs> around dude i don't i don't care oh we're going there yeah it's, Hall- you- it's halloween man it's ha- all the midnight witching hour the ghouls rise okay it's the poltergeist um, curse when, when we come to recasting the movie you gotta admit that joe beth williams and craig t nelson are great just kind of like movie parents you know she's great he's not. he's well he's he good ha- at, he's good in parts he's good in parts um, he's kind of a, a decent dad, but he lose you. You can tell he loses his shit at some point and doesn't want to deal with it anymore. His eyes are all sunken in. And, yes. Yeah. 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 But I was like, okay, I'm looking for other good movie and TV dads, and so I did a search for good movie and TV dads. Uh, in the search for recasting the role, I came across one character that would play a really good TV, who was a really good TV dad, and then I just went down the list from here. Okay. As Steve Freeling, we have Tom Bosley, <laughs> Howard Cunningham, Happy Days. Or Father Dowling. No, Tom Bosley. Father Dowling, Mr. As he was... Howard Cunningham, okay. Happy Days. That TV dad. Just... Not the TV father. <laughs> His TV dad. <laughs> um, as, as Dana Freeling, Marion Ross. Yours is on a similar trajectory to mine. Uh, okay. That's great. I'm so happy. So, uh, the mom and dad from Happy Days. Yeah. Carol Ann, Aaron Moran. <laughs> also known as Joni Cunningham from Happy Days. And Ronnie Howard. Ronnie Howard, at age appropriate of Opie from the Andy Griffith show, as Robbie Freeling. I didn't recast the daughter because, in all honesty, her performance, there's. There's really no character development. There's no purpose in her character in She's the movie. She's kind of a scream queen. Yes. She disappears and then shows up at the end, too, when everything yeah. else is going down, and then screams, What is going on? Also, did you notice that Billy from The Predator was one of the construction workers when they were digging? I did. When they were digging the pool, I and did. they were kind of gawking at the teenage daughter. Yeah, I did. Mike, that's Billy from The Predator. From Predator. Now Billy is the Predator. Yeah. Uh, so um, we got the family. Uh, as Dr. Lesh, the, the first lady who comes in with the, the, the redhead. The redhead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Montgomery. From Bewitched? Samantha, yeah, Samantha Stevens. <laughs> Bewitched. Uh, as Ag, uh, as uh, Tangina, I put in Agnes Moorhead <laughs> and Dora from Bewitched. Were you homesick that day by any chance? Were you watching a lot of Nickelodeon? No. Okay. And then I have, uh, as the two supernatural investigators, I have Dick York and Dick Sargent. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of meshed the uh, happy, days and happy Days and Bewitched. That's great. And made it a completely different movie. <laughs> 
That's fun. You put way more thought into yours than I did. Only from inspiration. Has that saved? So I don't have to repeat it. <laughs> I yes. There, I'm saving it. I because I couldn't put Fonz. I couldn't figure out where to place Fonzie. Maybe the neighbor. I don't know. Fonzie would be the house. Maybe. But that's me thinking in your your universe. I don't that know. was well. Uh, <laughs> that was that was fleshed the f- out, man. I recast three roles. Okay. I recast the dad. What's his name? Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> the character's name. Steve Freeling. Steve and Dana. The yes. Mom and dad. Steve and Dana. Uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Oh. Um, Who is the kid? Kylo. No, I thought about that. Um, didn't recast any of the kids except Carol Ann. And for Carol Ann, I recast my cousin Ava. If her mother will give me permission, I will link her picture here because she looks like Carol Ann. If her mother, if her mother says no, then y'all can just imagine that I've got a relative that looks exactly like the little girl from Poltergeist. Here's the other weird connection: the girl who played Carol Ann, Heather O'Rourke, mm-hmm. was also in like like the last season of Happy Days. She was the daughter of the love interest for uh, Henry Winkler's character, Fonzie. Well, basically, it was the Fonzie show by then. It kind of was, yeah. Yeah. Cute as a button. Not talking to um, poltergeist. Is, is... Well, I don't know. She lives in Indiana. I don't know what they do. She's got. in the upside down right now. I know. <laughs> She's or what in, was no. it? The right side? What did you call it? I forget what we said. <laughs> have to go back. The right side up. The... <laughs> Two wrongs make a right? I don't know. <laughs> but Two right it. turns get you into Richmond. And it's really so I, I did if I had a magic wand and I did I did recast something else that I think would be fun to do. Uh, I, 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 we talked about the remake a little bit. Just we both are aware that there is a remake or a continuation or something. I would give it to Jordan Peele. Oh, that would be that based on what he's been doing the last couple of years. I think he could do. Yeah, I haven't seen us yet. I know I but... haven't because I'm fucking, honestly I'm kind of scared to watch it. Is it looks fucking scary, dude? Yeah, I've got it in my lineup to watch, and uh, it's the mom taking the the mask off with no eyes, but then her eyes under the mask are like nutso. I but I think he would. I think he could have some real fun with. Uh, I've not watched any of the the uh, Twilight Zone. I think he just hosts it. I don't think he writes or directs. Anything. I think he hosts it. He may be an executive producer, which is what good for him. Rod Serling did. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, that, I think he'd have it was a, a good choice. I, I think he could do a really fun take on it. A couple things I noticed about poltergeist was that it's a it's a german word poltergeist i looked up what it meant and i forget something ghost obviously geist is ghost but i I forget um there's a couple of polish ghost (laughs) there's a lot of those in germany german ghost there's kind of two plots happening or two messages it's the uh stop spreading your suburban sprawl everywhere and tv rots your brain yeah, there's there's similarities between this one and I think we I think I'd, Jerry Goldsmith did the score to this. He did the score to the Burbs, and there's oh, a lot of yes, there's yes, a lot yes, of similarities yes. in those two, especially huh. with um, Dad riding his most likely his son's bike with his uh, his two four beer his case <laughs> of beer because those elements the the it's almost like lullaby ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, what sounds like Carol Ann's theme. Bling, 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 yeah. bling, 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 um, But it had a lot of those similarities. Do you think? Do you think the dad had uh, 
had some issues with driving, or do you think that like that was his son's bike? A couple of DUIs, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel like did they ever name the guy? I don't I feel think like so. his name. And is, I've seen him in other things, and I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like his name his is name. Stu. Let's just call him Stu. Okay. I feel like Stu's the kind of guy. He's had a couple of DUIs. But it's a, it's the early '80s, maybe late '70s. So you went down to like the local Seven Eleven. Well, he hasn't had his license revoked yet because it's it's forty almost forty years ago, and they weren't as stringent on that shit back then. But okay. I feel like he's had the listen, Stu. You get one more of these, and you're you know we're taking your we're taking your license away. You're taking the bus, eh? Yeah, you and your two four can ride on the bus. So he'll drive sober. He won't he won't drive his car drunk. That makes he sense. might be on suspended. Maybe he hasn't been revoked, but he's suspended. He'll drive his car to work and take the kids but if he has to be sober. So maybe it was one of his kids that had the remote control cars that was fucking with him later. Fucking with her dad. <laughs> Dad's drunk again. He's, he's well he took my bike. <laughs> Give it here, penis breath. <laughs> I made Stu crash. Oh, what if it's E. T. What if E.T.'s across the street and he just used the force and made Stu crash. E.T. should have hung around a little bit longer and helped the family out a little bit more. It's my thought. You've read the whole thing, right? Where E.T. happens in, this, in on Earth. Right. And they're Star Wars toys. But there's the kid dressed as Yoda for Halloween. And, and E.T. goes oh, up to the kid yeah, and, and, and recognizes he, Yoda. So like, He's from my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So E.T. exists in the same universe as Star Wars. So what if it's... Are we overthinking this and trying to combine Star Wars into Poltergeist? Yes. Maybe a little bit. think maybe both. I think maybe both. Also, I, I think, again, that I'm uh, looking at you through the pop filter, and you look as though you would look... Like an insect politician? If I were Brundlefly, okay. and you were um, a bit of ham. Uh, uh, <laughs> 27 minutes, 56 seconds in? Uh, Wilhelm scream. Oh, okay. I didn't... I didn't mark the time because I didn't. Did you, know but that did was, you notice it? I did notice okay, it. Okay, okay. It was on the TV. I think it was in the kitchen or yep. or something. It seems like where the Wilhelm scream was would have been appropriate at the time. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. Literally secondary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The two biggest things that always make me go mm, <sighs> concerns with a movie is number one. It always throws me off that they get Carol Ann and there's still 25 minutes left of the movie. Well, there's enough time for. Oh, shit. The house isn't clear yet. It's enough time for them to have already ended the movie and shaved that 25 minutes off like they should have, to be honest. Yet some of the creepiest things do happen at the last the last 20 to 25 minutes. I mean, um, Dana sure. almost gets, like, ghost raped. Another precursor to, like, Ghostbusters and the weird ghost also, fellatio thing. Also Friday ILM the... Uh, thing. Uh, also Nightmare on Elm Street with that whole bedroom scene. Yeah. That was a couple of years before that too. I mm-hmm. didn't think about that. Nightmare was yeah. Uh, that two was years a creepy later. scene. She goes into the. I, I, I can't tell you. I, I can tell you one thing. Lisa loves to take a, a nice bath, and she, there's no way in hell she would have ever even considered taking a bath. Lisa after all this. Yeah, after all of this happening in the house, there's no way <laughs> she would have let her guard down enough to go. I need, I need, I need a good bath in the the soak in the house that's that satan resides in (laughs) are you sure about that (laughs) i'm sorry secondly i hope they get a i hope there was like a a 30-day money bag she's got a tangina she's got like headphones on she's in the shower i'm sorry i'm sorry what takes a headphone off your mother oh that's what i thought i heard i'm gonna go back to taking my bath How you tore your dress. What a mess. I confess. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and the other concern was I hope that there was some type of 30-day money-back guarantee after she said that the house was clear <laughs> or clean because clearly she pissed off all of the ghosts in the surrounding neighborhoods and they all showed up at the same time the following night after the, oh they're moving I, hold on guys let me make a call i got go- one more good scare and the ghosts that were originally there were the little rascals and she cleaned them out bullied them out and oh they went, they it was the went. bird that's what it was that they cleared out it was the ghost of the bird <laughs> everyone the bird, else three goldfish a hamster yeah yeah all they, of the pets were gone and but. then it, it went and got its actual like ghost owners or the big brothers of the, the ghost little rascals yeah. And they were like, hold our beer. Hold our ghost beer. Do you have a favorite line or scene? Uh, I have two. Okay. So I'll start with the easiest one, which is the um, the the dad and the son counting the seconds between uh, lightning and thunder. That's a good That's a good son, that's just, that's, father-son that's scene. That's a Spielberg scene to yeah. me. That's yeah. a Spielberg scene. That's very grounded. Yes. Very much like the uh, – Familial, yeah. The little boy mimicking his dad in Jaws. I love that scene. That's just a really good. It's a relatable. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and that's real. My favorite favorite scene is the stacking of the chairs. Okay, in the kitchen, right? The uh, do you know about this? No. So a lot of folks think it's a jump cut. Okay, it goes from the there's four chairs or four to six chairs around the kitchen table. It's not a jump cut because that camera moves smoothly to the kitchen. From the ch- from the, the like, from the table, it shows the table and it pans. Mom goes into the kitchen, pans with her to Carol Ann watching it staring right. at the TV and then in less than 10 seconds it pans back and without any noise, any movement, all the chairs are now stacked up in a pyramid on the table. And they had to do that in real time, I'm assuming. They did. It was okay. it's a theater trick. Okay. Um, that makes sense because I think I noticed that there was a there was a plant and if you were, if you're watching this The house plant? Yeah, the house plant. Yes. It, you see a couple of the leaves rustle. Go and back I'm and like, watch it now. Yeah, it jibbles a little bit. And you can also see the reflection in the stainless steel of the toaster. Okay. Um so what it is, it's a, it's a, it's it, it's a mastery of of stage theater. Stage theater? Is that is that a redundant Film term? Theater? Theater production? Craft. Behind the scenes, it's a, it's a good theater craft. craft, yeah. Um, and I'm sure that they muted the audio because I'm sure it made a hell of a racket. You but, would think. Um, stagehands come in, remove the actual working chairs, and at the same time stack a rig of chairs that look like they're stacked up. Okay. So they don't they don't literally stack chairs, but they, they stack- have to pull all the chairs out <laughs> and then put the rig that has the chairs already. Correct, and they do it in eight seconds. I timed it. Good lord, eight seconds. That that right. that in and of itself should be worth. I don't. Again, I've said it before on here. I don't really dig award shows, but that is worth. That's that's performance. Yes, you know that's that's physically sacrificing. Not sacrificing, but that's physically performing. To that's taking pride in your craft. Yes, to create a visual trickery. You know, right? And then Joe Beth Williams' reaction is, I mean, I'm <gasps> sure. <laughs> I'm sure she knew it was coming. Yeah, but um, well, I think they kind of mimic that in the Sixth Sense. Because uh, when Cole and his mom are talking, she walks like either out of the kitchen to the table and comes back and like all the drawers and and cupboard doors and everything are all open. Oh, that's right. And it's the same kind of movement. I don't know if it's the same time, but it's the same beat. And it's not a jump cut, right? No, it's not a jump cut. And it's all – what my guess is practical at the same time. Is that done in homage to Poltergeist? I would – that would be my first thought. Probably. Okay. That's what it felt like when I watched this is it reminded me what of that. What a twist. Yeah, what a twist. 
The the last uh, favorite scene I have is uh, the uh, kitchen floor super happy fun slide. They've clearly figured out that this ghost will drag Carol Ann across the kitchen floor, and they've easily That's not the only place they're going to drag her. <laughs> uh, they've easily been doing it at least for ten minutes. Yeah, because they figured. I love out how it goes fast enough to where by the end, the, like well, not just that. She's like, oh, that burned because it just it goes across so fast, <laughs> right? I guess. Or and she or, tries yeah. to get the dad to do it, and he's like, no. 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 <laughs> well, that makes me that makes me think of one of the weird things that, that sticks out in this in this film. Were you watching this and he's sitting up there against the wall and after she's had the conversation with him cuz one of my favorite lines is is not just be calm. Now reach back into into your, into our past when you used to have an open mind. <laughs> Back before he was a Reagan Republican. Do you remember that? (laughs) Just try to use that for the next couple of minutes. And then obviously all this shit happens in the kitchen. Right, right. But then it's like she slides across with with the Ram's helmet on once. And he's like, come on, do you want to try it? No, I don't want to try. And then it like jump cuts to them at their neighbor's door. And they're laughing uncomfortably because they need to ask the their neighbor about, have you been having any weird occurrences in the house? Because we've been experiencing things. Just like there's a, there's a strange jump. And I checked several different mediums because I looked it up online and there's just a weird just – like it doesn't oh. hit to the cut. It's um, like right after the kitchen scene, there's a jump. There's a I, I can tell you why the jump cut happens. Okay. It's a bit of trivia. The sliding across the kitchen floor scene happens, and it, whatever the conclusion is, it reaches that conclusion. And she says, okay, time for dinner. Do you want to order Pizza Hut? And he goes, God, no, I hate Pizza Hut. They took that out? They is... took it out because Pizza Hut protested. Wow. So it, they couldn't save the scene. I never noticed it until this time when I was watching it for the podcast because we'll watch this one like sometime in October. Normally we'll just yeah, pop yeah, it yeah. in. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. may not always get to the end. We'll put it in before we go to bed. Sure. First hour or whatever. That's, that's a fun thing to have yeah. in your head when you go to sleep. That doesn't really bother me. But the the strange thing <laughs> is I never noticed it until this time. Like this cut is really odd. Jagged. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. noticed it, and I, I so didn't think anything of post- it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think Pizza Hut was necessarily a sponsor, mm, but they saw it, that. and they were like, "Yeah, we object to that because it's a Steven Spielberg movie. We don't want people. See, you know, he he basically he made, can't go nah Domino's. Yeah, he you basically know. made Reese's with their fucking. He'll M&M's destroy Pizza Hut if he says Pizza. <laughs> so if if they had kept that in, Pizza Hut would not exist in this world as we know. Is what we're. Which, I mean, isn't that like a mercy killing? Kind of. Of course, they had a great run in the 80s. They did, but then they really... So since we're skipping around, and it's on my notes right now, if you could do a similar or equal film, what would you recommend? Uh, I would recommend Insidious. I've not seen that. It's about nine, ten years old now. Uh, The story kind of centers around a couple whose son kind of inexplicably becomes comatose. Okay. And they don't know why. Until we find out later that he's kind of like a vessel for ghosts in this like astral plane. Like a ghost ship? Yeah, kind of. And so I guess the sun has traveled too far. He's become lost in this like purgatory realm Hmm. and can't find his way back. Okay. And because of that, it's now an open door for other spirits to haunt the house. It's more – Insidious is more just straight 
kind of not horror, but more no, but it's scare horror. It's PG thirteen, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And That's so what I meant. there's That's a what lot, I meant. but but there's a lot of good, just spooky, kind of creepy, okay, really good jump scares and stuff like that. It's it's good a Halloween. Really, yeah, good Halloween. It's a good movie. fun Halloween movie to just drop in. Okay, um, on like a Friday or Saturday night, turn all the lights off, kind of like this movie would have been but, thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah, thirty years ago. Okay. That's that, cool. That's what I would recommend. In, I guess, descending order, mine, I went Haunted House Story. I went Beetlejuice. Okay. I went Creepy Neighborhood. I went The Burbs. Okay. Um, and then I went Pet Cemetery. That one does not hold up as well as the other two that you've mentioned first, personally. <laughs> Pet- For you, or do you think in general? Because Pet Cemetery to me, I'm I honestly, th- well, honestly, as, I as, didn't see it younger. And so watching okay. it within the last couple of years, I don't. It didn't feel very effective to okay. me. So I didn't see of the two, of the three. I would go. I get it, but eh. I'm just going for like child. I was going for like child endangerment as, as a conduit. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. There thing. is that drive of the What's child the, dies. Uh, the little boy's name is Gage, right? Sure. Yeah, it's okay. Gage. Um, I didn't see Madi Kosla. What is it? That, I'm just kidding. That was from. It's just something else that's no uh, Marty Kosla. What's that from? That's. That's from uh, Silver Bullet. Oh God, that's why I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, but and I was I've just making the, I was making the Stephen King uh, connection. Did you make With lemonade that? in your pants? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, everything that you bury out there comes. It's it's you're burying dead on hollowed ground, right? And then it's possessing them, and they're coming back. Whereas this is you're building on hollowed ground, and the beings are possessing your ship and the child is still a conduit because it you just, just have it, to make sure that you get either uhf or vhf first i mean yeah if if, if your child is uhf and the ghost or vhf you're not going to get a clear signal and you're no. gonna it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like betamax and vhf it's just not going to play man it's like no. it's trying to put a, a ford and then you got a weird owl showing up and nobody wants that <laughs> not even state fairs want that my bologna yeah that's what happens that's what happens when you mix uhf and vhf you get my bologna. <laughs> um, did we talk about what doesn't work? Because I, I can mine. Mine is real. Mine is real simple. Shave. You 20. go ahead, and then mine are mine just is, two points. Mine is shave twenty minutes. It's 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 easily a little too long. For it's you. easily too long. Like they, we we're not dumb. We don't need anybody. It's, it's, it, 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 blend, it blends comedy, thriller, and horror way better than House does. Yes, but it's still a little disjointed. I can see that. I think the disjointment kind of comes from what who had I initial know. creative control. You're you're right. Right. You're right. Uh, one of the few other things that I found interesting while, while watching this this time around, I said, "Oh, when Dana falls into the pit uh, that was dug for the new swimming pool. This is in the last act when everything's going crazy. Mm-hmm. She's just taking the bath and she's dried her hair. She looks, you know, mom looks all." cute in her shirt and then she almost gets ghost raped and then she gets whatever it was that she thinks that caroline is in the pool because she's kind of disappeared right right and they freak out they go to the pool and then she gets thrown in and i wrote down worst mud wrestling scene ever (laughs) (laughs) with all the corpses start coming out of the water i'm like yeah oh this is not good for me no this you know those skeletons are real, right? I heard there was a rumor that, that was a yeah. possibility. Those all those skeletons in that pool scene were real. That's disgusting. Like medical school. That's cadavers. not cool, man. And they didn't tell her. Joe no, Beth, that's not cool. She didn't know. No, I do, I wouldn't care if I knew. No, yeah, you probably would. Well, then, you got to. Were all the skeletons real? Like in 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 uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? I'll bet. And, I'll bet they were. 
They, or a lot of them may have been. It's probably cheaper to get fucking real skeletons Guns. than it is to manufacture them. Yeah. I mean, think about They're it. They're making it, them every day. It, it only takes two people to make one skeleton. How many people does it take to make a fake skeleton? You got to have at the, least eight. <laughs> at least eight. You got to have the press operator. Then you got to have a union, his fucking union representative. It's so much then cheaper the, just to go. <laughs> then it's supervisor. It's so much easier just to go to the wholesaler. So it's, it's, it's a it's oh. a it's a mom and pop organization. That's not no. I would have I I demand you laugh more at that joke. Mom and pop skeleton <laughs> manufacturer. The implication of that is fucking brilliant. I'm funny, goddamn it. <laughs> they only make about one a year, right? <laughs> we can only do one every nine months. That's yeah, about once a year. Yeah, every nine months. They're called mm, Irish twins. <laughs> <laughs> Did I recover that one? <laughs> I think so. That's good. Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, that would yeah that would bother me. <laughs> I, I would want to have known. Hey, by the way, we're gonna dress them up, but these were real skeletons first, just so you're aware. Okay, thank you. But yeah, she didn't. Was know. there meat falling off of them still? I think they were probably aged, I, I, uh, the yeah. dry aged, <laughs> like a nice like Budweiser like a nice hops. steak, room temperature. <laughs> Ew. Room temp skeleton. Uh, no, but she didn't. Yeah. They were real skeletons, and she did not know they were real till after. Which, I, I, again, I, dead. It's dead. It doesn't bother me. Plastic bone. Who cares? It's not going to give her AIDS. You want, some, you want to hear some trivia? Yes. Good. What a nice transition we've had there too. So, um, the uh, when the medium is ripping his own face off in the mirror. You know that scene. Oh, God, yes. I'm sorry. My blank look is, thank you for putting that back into my... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you looked at me. No, I get <laughs> he it. He got kind of white there, whiter than normal. Um, the hand that pull, that comes up into the frame and pulls the... It's Steven Spielberg's hand. He actually... Did the... He did the action, yeah. He's the hand actor. I did not know that. I should have been looking closer to his hand going, that's Spielberg's hand, isn't it? Do you? <laughs> I recognize that callus. I recognize that middle finger looks the, uh, familiar. implication given when I believe the first medium is interviewing the dad. Okay. Remember how old he says the wife is? No. Or how old he says the daughter is? Well, he gives the daughter's age as 16 and he gives his wife's age as 32. Okay. Do that math. Diane was a teen mom, so he's a bit older. Carol Ann looks really young for her age. <laughs> well, no, the older daughter. Oh, okay. The older daughter, the, the one that didn't. I got it. Um, all those gravity-defying set pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the fly. They're on the they, and gimbal Friday, and or some type of Just like the fly thing. and Nightmare on Elm Street, they were rotating. I cannot that's express cool. how much I love those. Let me go. They're, yeah, that's creepy. Because the there's just, a disorienting disorienting feeling that you get yeah. watching that. Because the horizon doesn't move, but your brain wants the horizon to move. Yeah. And then she's she's the only way you can tell that it's shifting is when her hair moves. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you know that now the plane has uh, has shifted, rotated. Yeah. 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 That's, I just I can't. How many jobs did that create? You know. It's at least half a dozen people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you gotta have. Well, it took fifteen to do that puppet, so you got to think twenty-five to do the and at least one union-approved <laughs> carnival operator. Right. One carny. I used to do the tilt a whirl over there at uh, Whittier, but I got fired because they caught me with meth. So now I'm over here working on this Piltergeist movie with meth. meth. Uh, Steven Spiel, Spiel, Spielberg, Spiel Gag, Gag, that guy did the shark movie, Hooper. <laughs> Steven, Hopper, Steven, Steven, Tobey Hopper, Hooper, Steven Spiel, Hooper. 
that's him. I need as seen him. Cool. PG thirteen didn't exist at the time, so I was given a PG rating. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the dude ripping his own face off in the bathroom mirror would have been at least PG. <laughs> it's it's a crazy scene that would have gotten you a PG thirteen, I think. Yeah, uh, that, that puts you right there. What's for me? What's the scariest scene? That I think maybe something we should address for. Oh yeah, Halloween moving forward. Yeah, yeah, uh, scariest scene. That's cool. I like that. When I was a kid. Not kid. When I was in high school, initially the scariest scene for me was when, for some reason, it was when um, uh, Steve, the dad, and his boss are walking around, and you see. Oh, you mentioned end. it yeah. in uh, what scared us as kids? Yeah, um, that you only move the headstones. Yeah, you only move the headstones, and you find out that. Um, but Marty, um, Marty goes into the kitchen. Marty is one of the uh, one of the investigators. I, for some reason, I just made sure I pulled his name. I don't know why. But that's what I have down here. So now I say Marty, and I'm thinking Marty McFly and Back to the Future, and I'm completely sidetracked. Are you telling me you made a ghost house but the, uh, out of a graveyard? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, Doc, you buried Einstein. Yeah, uh, It's more science. It's pet cemetery right there. <laughs> but when he goes into the kitchen to cook something to eat, number one, I'm like, this isn't his house. Why is he going around going, I'm going to cook us something to eat? No, you're going to cook yourself something to eat, mm. not us. He goes in, eats chicken out of the fridge. When he, after he pulls out the steak, and the steak, you know, kind of pushes out, and then the maggots show up on the 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 uh, drumstick, the chicken drumstick. But mm. the the freakiest scene is what you said is when he goes in, when he thinks he's eating maggots, and he goes in to rinse his mouth out, and he goes into the little laundry room with that giant sink, and then the red light comes on, and it feels like his flesh is cooking, and he starts pulling his face off, like in face off, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can just see that like the MPAA sitting here and the censors going, yeah, sure, this scene won't scare the shit out of anyone. Funk, this movie is rated PG. Are you serious? The same rating we gave Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's okay. Move along. <laughs> nothing no, to see here. Uh, nothing to see here. Move along. My favorite scene is when the investigators show up at the house for the first time, you know, and <laughs> I wrote down here, and when Winston talks about the Matchbox car moving. Like like oh, yeah. like ten feet or seven feet over, over seven hours. I love yeah. how I marked him as Winston. But uh, the dad just you know Craig T. Nelson just nods. Yeah, uh huh. He's he's completely unimpressed and then opens the door to Carol Ann's room where everything is spinning around. <laughs> everything is spinning around. That's like, a great shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me open the door to my kid's room. Uh, did you notice that the vinyl LP is circling around the room with a Tie Fighter sound? They had that. Ah, uh, if I did, I did not register. Yeah. I caught that when I, I paused it. I backed it up just to make sure I was hearing it correctly. And so, so you hear the. Yeah. That didn't sound like a Tie Fighter though. Sounded more like a tie, calmer than you are. Tie Fighter than you are. Um, the only other favorite line that I had written down here was, "You know, Teague, he won't take uh, go to hell for an answer. So, what are you going to tell him? I'm going to give him directions." <laughs> <laughs> And that's before everything goes to hell in his house instead. <laughs> I wasn't done, I wasn't quite done with trivia yet. I'm sorry. That's I okay. Just jumped right over you. That's no, okay. Are oh, you sure? It's you a okay? it's a poltergeist curse episode. Um, the movie playing at 14 minutes in. They're watching. T- it's on TV. Uh, it's a movie. Uh, it's a ghost story. It's called a guy named Joe. Um, it was later turned into the movie Always. Yes, I was gonna starring Duddy Kravitz, Richard Dreyfuss, and that Dreyfuss. was a Spielberg film. Yep. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a fun little. little that piece. is a, a nod like, hey, one day I might remake this movie. Let's put it in this. So, round figures, 
how many deaths and or murders occur in this movie? Zero. Zero. Nobody dies in this movie. There's at least, what, one death? Well, in... through the magic of time travel, here we are at my last bit of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Early on, on the television. <laughs> hey, could you quit sidetracking me? I'd no, like you're to fine. finish this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the poltergeist curse. Um, very early on, do you remember what, do you remember? I'm trying to say not, I'm trying not to say member. I don't, member berries? I don't fucking want to say member berries, but yeah. I know. The do television, you know. there's a time check on the television. Do you it's know? It's 237. Do you know what that's a reference to? Is it a reference to, uh, The Shining? It's believed to be, yeah. Yeah. I did I catch see. that. I was watching something. Yeah. 237. We have a, we have a shining keychain here in Clopex Studios that Nathan like, Nathan is the only person that can come in and out of this door. And knock it off. And he's the only one that knocks My fat ass fucking, <laughs> Half the time, you don't even knock it off. You just you start fucking with it, and it just and falls it just off falls. in your hand. I shut this door five, six times a day when we're recording, and it stays there just fine. You walk up to it, and you just kind of- I look at it wrong, and then it <laughs> falls. <laughs> it could get wrecked. Stolen. Breathed on wrong. A pigeon could shit on it. Who knows? He's watched um, Ferris Bueller recently. Last night. Okay, well, I guess that's uh, that's final thoughts. And does it still hold up? Which I guess would be in reverse order. Does it still well, hold up? Well, either way, it's thoughts. just the same. Does it still hold up? Should it be our final thoughts comment? I think so. So, does it still hold up, Travis? Yes. See you next year. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving, Hanukkah. Uh, I, it holds up to me as a genuinely creepy and sometimes scary film. It's not a scary film. It's not, not, not especially not now. I, not scary films lose their touch after seeing them several times in in many ways. And so, while it may hold in some ways, it may hold up. It's just it doesn't affect you the same way. Correct. I mean, what's I mean, honestly, what's the scariest? Like movie you've ever seen, or what's the scariest PG movie you've ever seen? I would put this in the top five easy in regards to a scary movie that's just rated parental guidance. I would put Jaws in there. I would, depending, I, I dude, I still, I will, I will go to sleep with the TV on, right? With the knowing as long that, as no white snow hits, knowing that white snow might might occur, or the the. The blue screen of death might occur, or the loop screen, or something that kind of creepy. A, a TV doing its own thing is kind of creepy to me. Yeah, white noise especially. But I'll wake up and I can turn that off. I go to the beach. I'm not all jokes aside. I go to the beach. There's still a fight or flight that kicks in with like, I'm gonna get eaten by a shark today. Like that stupid asinine. Yeah. That Jaws might be the. Again, I've talked about it on here before. Art is supposed to invoke a response in the audience good bad flight fight yeah positive negative it, yeah and i still I'll, dude i'll be in a fucking swimming pool jaws will run through my head and i'm like i get the fuck out of here i'm not kidding yeah it's stupid it's as it's completely irrational jaws might be the greatest movie ever made in that regard yeah in that it, 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 a primal yeah 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 fear yeah so I get that. in that sense i think jaws might be the scariest pg movie i've ever seen but it doesn't wake me up at night no. I, i'm not afraid to go to bed when i was a kid i was afraid to take a bath i was afraid to take a fucking bath because of jaws okay i was a stupid fat dirty child <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i would say jaws just based on the, that okay. it still carries over i think jaws for me as well i think the other one that i may have mentioned but i didn't see it as a kid but 
um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers was also a PG movie. And the that's, 78 version? Yeah. And that's that's creepy. That, no, that's fair. That's scary. That's, that's a creepy. scary movie that's for weird. PG. That's weird. Yeah. And, and um, that person got to kill Jeff Goldblum. I, the other points I have on her holding up, I'm like, Joe Beth Williams and Craig D. Nelson, they give like really good performances as like the heroic mother who won't give up and the father who, who slowly begins to lose his shit but has to stay kind of stay strong for the family. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he loses it. One of the things that, that I, I think we may have mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it before, I probably mentioned it in the version you won't hear, is that the only thing that bothered me like with what, what doesn't work is that he gets a little too cynical when Tangina shows up and he's like, I was trying to answer her with my mind. You've seen everything else that's gone around in this in this in this house that you're currently living in, and your child has been sucked into the closet into like the upside down, <laughs> where you know jelly, like purple jelly exists that you fall out of and, and you're Caroline is the mind flare. But you know, with everything else that has that is going on in this house, and you still have to be a bit of a douche about dick it. to the parent, yeah the, to the medium but he does a really good job of showing that he plays that sort of cynical dick yes but he, he plays it well and but it's he, a good but, scene and but he downplays it yes he doesn't play it over the top yes. you're, you're right he's it is a little odd but it the scene in itself does work yeah but it's kind of funny you're like mm. I, I had it written down somewhere i thought but she mentions the old lady gray being punk yeah yeah i'm like i don't know about punk but it's working for me <laughs> yes ma'am gray streak all day <laughs> love that uh, you do you girl yeah the other things i put here mike there's a lot of spielberg in this film there i don't a ton i don't know enough of toby hooper's you know style to to pick it out directly but this film it does give off a feeling of there were two hands making this picture it does it does there are times where it's like that's definitely not spielberg that's definitely not him even if it's his hand ripping the face off, you know, that's not – that doesn't initially feel like Spielberg would have cut that into his film, you know? I, I, I think that's too graphic for a it's, Spielberg. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, it's still a chilling horror movie, and, you know, and it's surprisingly and shockingly still rated PG for that type of movie. Uh, it still can give me the creeps today. There's still enough of the unnerving – elements for me to want to go back and rewatch. There's enough of decent performances for me to want to go back and rewatch. I agree with you. It's it's definitely a product of two minds. Yeah. It's I don't know how often you go back and rewatch it. It's it's probably It's a once a year maybe during the Halloween that's... and even then it may not get into the rotation every year. But it's usually pulled out in October. If I was going to pull it out other than Watching it in July, as we did <laughs> for this, it's a once every couple of years movie for me. Right. There aren't really a lot of payoffs for the setups. There's not really a lot of setups in it. I think being of two minds is why it kind of suffers a bit. It's a little too long. I get that. There's uh, another movie that comes to mind, and I, I I now cannot think of the name of it. What I love about the movie, even though it if, if it is too long, and if that is the case, and I've mentioned this before, I'm sure this may get cut out. But I do I, – I always get deceived by Carol Ann being rescued. She's being pulled out and then there's still the third act. 30 go. minutes to go, yeah. They could have combined that – those two plot points 
and, and shave I, down thirty. Or, and I honestly, I think to 20 minutes, I think I get Spielberg that. would have. Think so? I do. I do think he would have. Which is why I don't think he. I think he directed certain scenes or had. He's like, look, direct it how you want, but this is what's going to happen in this scene. And then it's going to be in the final movie because I'm the fucking producer on this and I'm Steven Spielberg. Have you seen what I've done in the last 10 years? I've made it's a lot called... more money than Toby Hooper. <laughs> yeah. But they've both they both. – I'm created... a household name. Are you oh, maybe in the What's funny community. to me is the, the two people that were responsible for this movie, director-wise, producer-wise, whatever you want to say, yeah. are responsible for, for me for the two most visceral movies ever made. That I've ever seen, which is Chainsaw Massacre and Jaws. And Jaws, yeah, Massacre is a little boring. I remember watching it not wow. too long ago. You should rewatch it. Maybe I do. I may need to rewatch it, but I do remember. We should, the we last should watch time. it for this for okay. some for something. Maybe I mean, watch next, it, watch it, watch it again. Watch maybe it next year we'll do it. But uh, and but don't watch something. it. Don't watch it as a horror film. No, just I mean watch, just watch it, it. Watch it as a student film, or watch it as as a film. That's trying. Just it, it just has a message. You don't know what that message is. It'll be pretty clear pretty quickly what that message is. But it's one of the most Chainsaw Massacre is maybe the greatest movie ever made because it makes you unfucking easy, like <laughs> almost straight away. It's hot. It's oppressive. It's. I don't want to get into it too much because I want to talk about Chainsaw Massacre now, but. Yes, rewatch it. Um, yeah, I've, I've got it right here. Um, Diane's Gray Streak isn't kind of punk. It's way hot. <laughs> this movie had too many endings and should have been cut by 30 minutes easily is what I said. So I'll, I'll give it, you, does, it does have the... I'll give you 20. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with an hour and 45 for a movie like this. I'll give you 20 minutes. But yeah, it's almost... 15, 20 minutes it could have lost. Yeah. It still holds up, absolutely, but it's... it's this no. is a Nathan movie. Um, House is a Travis movie. I would I would... I would watch House again before I would watch Poltergeist. I think that probably says a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like anyone listening to this isn't surprised. Well, yeah, nope, not surprised by that. <laughs> I have other stuff, but we've already rehashed it. So uh, let's wanna... have a palate cleanser. We have a couple of uh, a couple of Halloween chasers. We have a couple of Halloween oh, themed chasers. Okay, excellent. All right. Well, we have no guest. This episode, so these two are for you. We'll go with the short and then the long, and okay. then I have one short to read after your short. Okay, so I'll do a short. You do a short. Okay. <clears throat> well, I already don't have an answer to this. Great. What are your thoughts on the current batch of Halloween movies being Laurie actually forty years later, or would you rather have seen the franchise rebooted? Based on what I know, I want to see Laurie Stroud. I want to see Jamie Lee Curtis in this role. I want to see uh, what I read some stuff today, actually. And there's... so you still haven't seen the I, I 40 years later. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. Um, I'm Larry of Halloween movies um, because I've been burned every fucking time I've watched. A Halloween I don't think movie. this one would burn you. No, I think you'd be I'd, all right with that's, it. That's what's what I've heard. Um, I know basically what they're doing is a trilogy. Um, a new the first one just 40 years before the other two well no this so there's the one that they just did last year yeah and then there's one coming out in 20, 2021 i think yeah and then one? there's a third one called halloween oh, ends okay so i did not know that was. I, i'm sure thing. that it won't be an ender but i like i love the idea of an actor or an actress coming back to a role where their character has aged off screen as they have mm-hmm um, 
and just from the trailer and what I've seen, a couple of things I've heard just talking to some friends, she's clearly like she's kind of gone Sarah Connor. Yes, um, I like that. I don't she like. She went the- down into the shelter. <laughs> she yeah. She, uh, she went Sarah I, Connor. I don't like that her character has had to has has had to transform that way because Laurie Stroud isn't Sarah Connor, but uh, Laurie Strode. Sorry, um, I say Stroud. We say Stroud up north. And Tobey. Tobey. Tobey Stroud. Tobey. Um, Hooper. So I guess to answer the question, I would I would rather I would rather the continuation of what John Carpenter did as opposed to a reboot because Rob Zombie did a reboot and if any of you are new listeners, um, he pardon, ruined the mystique and pardon my French, he fucking ruined the mystique of Michael Myers and he's a fucking hack and I hate him, but I will watch every one of his movies when they come out. I get burnt every time. I'm like, okay, this will this one this one will be the good Rob Zombie horror movie and I go, God damn it, no, it wasn't. It was fucking garbage. And not even fun garbage. Not Halloween three garbage. Not house garbage. It's it's the forty year it's tits and rape garbage. The forty year follow up from Halloween to Halloween with the same title is decent. It's really it's really good. Okay. I, I enjoy it. It does it's really fun to see where Lori has positioned so, herself without, for forty years. Without spoiling anything for me or anyone Michael that, Myers is in it. <laughs> Austin Powers? Yes. Um, I'm smashing in your head, baby. That was a terrible Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> Too bad you won't be able to cut that out. Um, does it... Where does it... So obviously it, it recognizes Halloween and Halloween It recognizes too. Halloween and that Michael Myers himself was picked up soon after the end of the first film and put into a prison slash mental facility for the last 40 years. So not Halloween 2. Not, does not exist Halloween 2. They even play a joke on the fact of Halloween 2. And aren't they related? And isn't that her brother or something? And they play a whole joke on that mystique. And, okay. So and, it, and it, it, ignores, it, it ignores everything except John Carpenter's first. Okay. And Carpenter was brought back in as an as a executive I'm, producer, as well as he goes in and actually writes and revamps some of the score for the film. I think with his son. Whatever they do, or like as long that. as his name is attached to it, yes, I'm cool with it. His name is attached to this. I'm cool. The with only it. reason why Carpenter actually did Halloween 2 was because he made zero dollars on the first Halloween, which made so much money. The greatest independent film ever made. Yeah. And the, or, and the only way for him to actually make money on the amount of money that that film made that he made none off of was for him to actually make the sequel. That's the only reason why he was involved with the sequel. And that's okay because the second one's not bad. Right. And it's I love con- and I like, love the third one. I heard it's three um, it's been a while since I watched it, but it's like super dark dark. Oh yeah, it's, correct. It's, it's very dark. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that was our short one. That was a <laughs> that was a short one. This will be the other short one. Let's try to see if we can keep this one under uh 20 minutes. Okay. Let's not De Palma. Lori <laughs> Strode or Sarah Connor back then? Who would win in a fight? How about Laura or Sarah today? Laura, uh, Laura, Laurie Strode or Sarah Connor back in their first film, who would win? And then Laurie versus Sarah Connor today. Sarah Connor both times. Yeah, probably. She's a bad, Sarah Connor's a bad bitch, man. Sarah Connor. Her will to live is way better. Her will to live, her will to live is way stronger. You're terminated, fucker. She crushes him in an industrial Thing. 
Laurie Stroud stabs him with a coat she, hanger. She and screams. And screams. Of, yeah. Yeah. Nothing not taken no, away no, from Laurie no. Stroud. Laurie, Laurie Stroud would give much more of a fight <laughs> against Sarah Connor now. But yeah, the transition in time. It's only because there's been more story that's been given to uh I have not the seen Connor. this. I have. I don't think I've seen this new Terminator trailer. Dark Fate looks yeah. interesting. I don't know what I to heard, make of it. I heard, but little, it tells you to ignore anything after the second one again. So it see, want, that's my yeah, problem with the Terminator franchise, man. They can't, just forget about it. They can't see. They can't I, incorporate I'm, everything. I'm yeah. okay with them going Terminator, Terminator Two, Terminator Genesis. Forget the two that came between those. Yeah, garbage. I don't. I don't. This. <laughs> they're. They're. Honestly, the Terminators, the world building they did is too good right. for them to do a sequel. It's really hard for them to do a sequel because the time travel is too – it's just – it's the, the ghost and the machine thing is kind of too perfect. You can't, you it's can't too play e- with it too much. It's too easy just to go, yeah, well, the machine just said – Well, just go back farther. Computer says no. I got all the time in the world. Exactly. And then it. only set it back 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. It's – but I've not seen it, and I know Ed Furlong is back in it. Well, it's not out yet. I think well, I've seen, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I've, yeah. I've seen a couple of shots, and I, I feel like I've seen the trailer. Yeah. But I also feel like I was drunk, and I don't remember it. That's probably accurate. that's accurate. That's accurate. It happens a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. So it would be Sarah Connor in both. For me, yeah. Okay. What's the last? Oh, I get to what's read the, the final. I get to read the long form. The long form. Not that we didn't just now, ramble now, for 15 minutes. Now the essay question. <laughs> Do you think Michael Myers could be a Frankenstein's monster? Loomis had him for 15 years at the institution, could have intentionally used his psychological training to see if he could transform a disturbed little boy who looked truly shocked and astounded and bothered by murdering his sister into an emotionless, an emotionless killing machine. That's an interesting twist. That is... I, I wish I knew the name of the person that uh, submitted that. How about Holly Ween is our uh, <laughs> listener. That uh, that would be a fun twist on the story where... We, ret- we retcon the... Uh... Well, okay, so take it like this. So Michael Myers is a product of... He's a millennial generation. He's a, he's a, he's eight years old right now, right? He's he. We're not going to be political. I'm not even trying to politicize this, but he's a school shooter, okay? okay? And he's he's put into an institution, and then Loomis is some sort of psychotic fuck, kind of or maybe not even psychotic. Maybe he's just he's just bent. He's a, he's a Frederick Frankenstein, right? And he wants to turn him into like the perfect killing machine. So what does he do? How does he does he does he Lulu Dallas him? Does he feed him just images of war and hatred and violence right. and, and killing and all that? And man, <laughs> what dark f- asked that question? <laughs> that's, a f-ing, that's a great question. What a fun story that would be. Oh, that is interesting. I don't know how cuz yes, I yes, is a short answer. There, yes, it's very possible. I don't know if I would ever go that deep into the psyche. You of, wouldn't go that deep. You're the classic overthinker, man. I know. That's why I'm choosing not to. Flipping the script. Yeah. No, I think you could. I think it could be a fun set it during World War One. Maybe. Okay. Don't set it don't set it during modern. Don't set it during Frankenstein times. Set it during What time are Frankenstein times? 
where everything's black and white and <laughs> four by three. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, said it in the early. Said it. Said it just post World War One. Okay. The Silent Generation, where no one talks. He's yeah. Oh, the movies. Uh, Charlie Chaplin, um, and maybe have Charlie Chaplin play him. There you go. Said it just post war. Maybe he's uh, he's an orphan of. I don't know. He's war collateral. He's he's a Polish orphan, and uh, man, you could do a lot of fun with that. And then he becomes Hitler. And that's where it's, that that's what ruins it right there. That's what ruins the story. Hitler ruins everything. <laughs> he really does. He it's really, a conversational piece, but it's really hard to. Yeah, that's your problem. I shouldn't have a problem. You know what's wrong with you, Nathan? No, everything. Uh, it, you're afraid to. You're afraid to open that dark door in your brain. There's a lock. It's on your it. parents' fault. They kept you away from dark, horrible shit when you were a kid. <laughs> Didn't your parents do the same thing? You just seeked it out? Is that what it was? I did. I sought it oh, out. Okay. I didn't seek it. I sought it. You seeked it out <laughs> and then sought it all over yourself. So I feel like you're not going to expound on yours. So I can't, unfortunately. That's okay. No, that's okay. Um, thank you, Halloween, for an engaging question. I'm probably not going to sleep well tonight. But I don't sleep well any night anyway, so that's okay. So, listeners, have a happy Halloween. Enjoy your... Uh, Enjoy your witching hour. We will see you guys next month for um, for a bit of thankfulness or a bit of escapism, however you look at your family. Um, Pick six drinking scenes coming up next. Hello, Steve stuff. <laughs> Cheers. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal.